it all started with that that willingness to try something new and to make a decision to ultimately change the trajectory of both of our lives. Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Hello and good morning and welcome back to Gather in Growth. I am feeling great today. I had a dentist appointment this morning and I think I might be in the minority here, but I love, love going to the dentist. I think I missed my calling (laughs) in the world of dental hygiene because I love having my teeth cleaned so much and it was so desperately needed. I don't know about you, but when I'm pregnant and I put a toothbrush in my mouth, it either makes me want to throw up or actually causes that. So needless to say, throughout pregnancy, my dental hygiene is subpar at best. And so here I am three months postpartum and I was like, please clean my teeth. Anyway, loved it. And then because I was in town, of course, of course, I had to stop at the coffee shop Cheers to everyone else who thinks that when they are in town, they automatically deserve a little, a little treat because obviously. So I got my favorite little coffee here, and then was just upstairs trying to make house decisions, y'all. We are actively putting our house back together after the flood, and in some ways, it's kind of exciting. You know, we're. And we did not ask for this remodel. And the week before it flooded, literally, Andrew and I were sitting and looking around. We're like, gosh, it just feels so good to have our house exactly the way we want it. That's hilarious, right? So we are trying to do some things differently just so that when it's all put back together, we're not sitting there going, great, it looks exactly the same as it did December 23rd. We're trying to at least like find some silver lining and get to do some more fun things. I very well may have talked about this on last week's episode. So if I did, I'm sorry. This is just all consuming to us right now. But yeah, when we originally remodeled the house, so this was, we bought the house 2018 and it was very stereotypical you know, 60, 70 design had been updated a little bit, but in like the 80s. And so, I mean, we did a pretty thorough, like, I don't think there was a surface of the house we did not touch in some way, but we made very safe choices, very gray and white, which of course was like super popular at the time and also just felt safe and neutral and like peaceful and aesthetically pleasing. And it's true. Like we have had a beautiful, beautiful house. But since that time, we have both gotten our colors done. Shout out to Kylie Epperson on that one. And it made me realize how neutral and vanilla I had made myself to become in so many ways. Like my entire wardrobe was black and gray 
and olive green and just like very safe, right? Very adult, very, you know, normal. And getting my colors done really has given me permission to have what I am physically putting on the outside of my body match what is my most true, vibrant, cheerful personality. And so if you're not familiar with the House of Color process, definitely check that out. I'll have Jill link Kylie's Instagram and House of Color in the show notes. But basically my color season is spring, which is clear, warm, bright, like just so colorful. And then Andrew is in autumn. So earthy, vibrant, again, just like rich, warm, colorful tones that are so him. And so as we are putting the house back together, we are no longer afraid of color in the way that we were, which is just so indicative also of where we're at in our lives of just like living as our most authentic self and being okay with taking risks and doing things that we love, not what is just popular or safe or normal. So as I'm like kind of formulating the color scheme, so to speak, we're trying to integrate it into what already exists. Like we're not trying to paint every single wall in the house, a crazy wackadoodle color. But, you know, I looked at what was kind of the intersection between the autumn and spring palettes and you know, have really found these like warm blues and greens and corals and yellows and reds. And, you know, we're picking out wallpaper for the bathroom and we painted our bedroom teal and just doing some things that I would not have dared to consider doing. Even though when I think back to my childhood bedroom, like I wanted nothing more than the most just crazy colored walls. And my bedspread was always like tie dye. No, I literally bought white sheets in college and tie dyed them myself. Like this is not surprising, but at what point in the line did I just decide that I had to be boring in order to be like a functional adult? I don't, I don't know. Like why did growing up equate gray and white everything? So that's a very long tangent that's not actually related to today's episode, or maybe it is, but we are just trying to include some really fun splashes of color and vibrancy in life around here, because why not? And it's just paint, and we can always repaint. I am currently sitting in what is to become my office. For the first time, I'm going to have an office. I've been working on my dining room table since I started this business. And right now it is full of just the entire contents of the basement that were saved from the flood. But I'm turning this into just the most wacky, fun space. We have like a random pole in here that when we took out some walls upstairs, we had to like find a way to structurally uphold some other things in different ways. And it's not exactly in the middle of the room, but it's like kind of just in the middle of nothing. And I think I'm going to paint it like a champagne gold and then cover it with like disco tiles, right? Just like really fun stuff like that. Okay. Unrelated. Today, I have just been thinking a lot about this concept of the domino effect, lately. And there's probably a lot of different names for this concept, you know, whether it's the domino effect or the butterfly effect or upward spiraling, but really just this concept of one decision leads to another that leads to another that leads to another that leads to another that ultimately 
then at some point down the line has you existing in a different reality in some capacity and whatever that may be. And so where this came up first was last week, I facilitated my Growing Into Your Dreams workshop for the ladies who are currently in my Ignite and Grow and Evolve communities. And at the end of that workshop, and again, I have talked about this workshop multiple times on the podcast. I'll have Jill link that in the show notes as well. But once we narrow down to our top goal and priority, we go through this practice of understanding, okay, why is this important to us? Why are we doing it in the first place? What are all the steps that it's going to take to get there? Why haven't we done it yet, etc. And even once we get that all on paper, it can feel so overwhelming. Even when you have clarity around what you want and why you want it and everything that stands between you and it being true, then it suddenly feels like you're looking at a mountain. And even if it's a mountain that you want to climb or a race that you want to run, it still feels scary and low-key impossible, even though you know like, yeah, I can do this, but like, where do I even begin? And so in the Growing Into Your Dreams workshop, we talk about this concept of the domino effect of like, you actually don't need to have all 137 steps outline in order to start making traction. In fact, the further ahead you get, sometimes the more overwhelming it becomes. So let's bring it down to the very basic baby step. And when I say baby step, I mean like you can do this in a day. You could do this in an hour. And then what's the next step? In the next step. And almost looking at it at four or five baby steps at a time. And an example that I bring up about this is like, let's say your goal were to run a half marathon. And when I'm talking baby step, I mean like step one might be driving to the running store and getting fitted for the right pair of shoes for your body. Step two could be reaching out to someone who's ran a half marathon and asking them about their experience, what they did, how they trained, whatnot. Step three could be researching races in the area or things that you're interested. Step four could be actually going through with the registration. Step five could be choosing a training plan or getting connected with a running coach and so on. Like all of these things have to happen before you even like put feet to pavement. Of course, like step six is like lay out your running clothes and set an alarm for the next day. Step seven, wake up to the alarm, get dressed and go outside. And it sounds so simple when we break it down this way. Like I always say in this workshop, like your baby steps should feel so ridiculously easy that you're almost embarrassed to say them out loud. But those small steps is what quite literally stair steps to getting the ball moving. What's the, um, like an object in motion stays in motion. What's that inertia? There's like a theory behind that guy's shoot me a message. What what am I thinking about here? But like once you get that ball moving, once you start that inertia, it just continues onto the next thing, onto the next thing, onto the next thing. And to bring it back to that analogy of a mountain, uh, my friend Kaya talks about this a lot. Is like, you got your backpack on, you're all ready to climb the mountain. It's like really high up there. You're feeling really overwhelmed, but You climb a mountain taking one step at a time and then all of a sudden you realize it's time to take a break for water and you turn around, you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, like we're halfway up the mountain. I can already see things I couldn't see before. And then 
you know, you keep going and you take some more steps and you take some more steps. 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes later, you look down and you're like, I, I did that. Like I'm already on my way. And yeah, I can see I still have quite a long way to go, but like we're making moves here. And it doesn't matter how big that mountain is. You don't just magically ever fly to the top unless you're taking like a gondola ride, but that's like a whole different story. You climb a mountain by putting one foot in front of the other. And so that's where this concept of the domino effect started coming top to mind for me. And then it was interesting because later that day, maybe maybe the next day, I was having a conversation in one of our Ignite and Grow Micromind small group chats. And there was a woman in there. Her name is Annie. And she was talking about how she had had her first discovery call with a potential client. And, you know, leading up to it, how she was feeling like excited, but nervous. We call that nerve sighted in our house. Shout out to the Sparkle Ella book series on that one. And then, you know, we were all hyping her up, like it's going to go great. And no matter what happens, it's your first one, like what a huge accomplishment in itself. And then after the fact, she was debriefing on, you know, like it feels so good on the other side of that. And no matter how this client turns out or doesn't like, wow, I cannot believe that just happened. And she and I were talking about how it was a year ago, like almost year to date by the time this episode comes out, that she traveled to Kansas for Whitney Larson's um, Cultivating Courage conference. And the entire way there was like talking herself out of it. Like it had taken a long journey for her to just even consider coming. But then as she was about to go in the door, she's like, I can't do this. I can't. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to go home. I can't do this. This isn't for me. But she's like, for whatever reason, I put one foot in front of the other and then I did. And then it was at Cultivating Courage that she met me. And, you know, we had the conversation that we had and she was like really inspired by the weekend and all that had to offer and some of the things that I had said on stage and off stage inside conversations. And so she decided to jump into a mastermind. And at the time, she really didn't even know what that meant for her or why she was doing it. She was like, I just feel like something's not quite right. And I want to dig in and explore that. And so it was in that mastermind that it came out for her that she really wasn't super satisfied with the way, you know, what was going on in her current employment. And she was like, I like my job, but like, I'm really wanting to be at home more with my family. I want to get more involved on the farm, but like, where do I go from here? How do I even do that? There were some other really big realizations just in the way that she was showing up in life as a mom, as a wife, as a person and unrealistic expectations she was putting on herself and where those came from and how to move past them or how to define what success looked like in all these areas and let go of unnecessary weight or expectations or drama. And ultimately over the course of several months, she just started noticing that she was showing up so differently in all of these different areas. And then that led her to make some other changes and start thinking about things in a different way. And all the meanwhile, we're having these really hard conversations in Mastermind and we were reading Jen Sincero's book, You Are a Badass, which I would recommend to absolutely anyone, especially at the beginning of a personal growth journey. But then all of a sudden, she just started noticing that things didn't impact her in the way that they used to, or they didn't like negatively affect her or throw her off. Like, her entire emotional state was different than it had been. And not that it was bad before, but she just noticed that she had started showing up so differently. 
And then somewhere along the line, she had kind of gotten a bug in her ear about what it could look like to work from home as a virtual assistant. We, through our mastermind, we had pinpointed something she really does love about her job and kind of got the wheels turning of like, oh, I could do those things at home for other people and still be doing what I really like to do and am good at, but just in a way that makes more sense for my family in this season. And so we started hashing out the logistics of what that could be like. And, you know, anytime you jump into something new, you start researching and talking to other people. And it was at that point in time, my friend Lexi, who has also been in masterminds in the past, had shared information about a giveaway that she was doing for, I want to say it was like a consultation about starting your own freelancing business. It was something along those lines. And so I had tagged Annie in it and then she did whatever needed to be done to enter the giveaway. And then lo and behold, she ended up winning and started working with Lexi, who is a guru at starting freelancing virtual assistant type businesses. And lo and behold, like she's been working with her ever since and really laying the groundwork and foundation for this new business, which led to last week having her first discovery call with a client. And it was kind of this like moment. And I think we're given these at some point in our journey to just make us realize how far we've come. I've talked about this recently with this whole house flood situation, that this has been a very concrete moment where I realized that the way I show up and think and handle situations is vastly different than I probably did three, five, 10 years ago. And so it's kind of been like a powerful slap in the face reminder of like, wow, I have been putting in the work and this really matters. Like even talking about the past month of my life with my therapist, she was just like, you have a lot to be proud of in the way that you're handling this because it is exceptional. And I don't say that to sound like a D-bag, but just like it is a testament to your emotional resiliency in the way that you have nurtured your physical, mental, and emotional health and the way that you guys have been taking care of your marriage and really just getting clear on what showing up well looks like for both of you. And so anyway, back to Annie, it was just like having that specific meeting was this moment of, holy cannoli, one year ago, one year ago, this was not even on my radar. Like never in my wildest dreams one year ago today would I have had any consideration around, first of all, being a business owner, second of all, hopping on a random call with a stranger to pitch myself to like, help them and then receive income from it. And she was just like, she had then retraced the steps back of, wow, it all started with having the audacity to put myself out there to walk into a room where I didn't know what to expect. And I felt nervous and insecure, but I did it anyway. And then I met a lot of people and I met this one specific person and I got involved in something that they were a part of, which connected me to other people, which then brought me to conversations I needed to have within myself, which then connected me to an idea that I had never considered before that then connected me to a person who could help with that idea, which then now is bringing me to a situation that could change my life. And it was the first conversation of many on a totally different path than I had ever considered possible. And I just think, what a cool realization. So as she was reflecting back on, she was like, oh, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I, I fumbled over my words. I'm, I felt really shaky, but I think it went pretty well. I said, well, let me tell you a story. A couple of years ago when I was a 
baby entrepreneurs and I had been on this for five seconds. When I actually lost my full-time job to start my business, I was bringing in zero dollars. I totally jumped into this on a leap of faith and a whole lot of trust it was going to work. And in about middle of November or so, I put my first offer out into the world. And a lot of how I grew my platform was through the UDU82 Habit Challenge. So I had put out this offer for habit coaching. And so basically the premise behind it was between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we were going to meet bi-weekly or so maybe it was like three or four meetings and we were just going to, you know, get really intentional on habits to set ourselves up for success for the new year. And it was for like no dollars at all, but I put myself out there and sure enough, I, I think I had three or four people who were like, yep, that sounds great. Let's do it. And I remember hopping on one of my first calls And I knew what I was doing in terms of habits. And I obviously know how to be in a conversation with someone, but I was a brand new baby coach and was building the confidence in myself and what that looked like. And I remember getting off the call and like almost having tears in my eyes, like that went so terribly. She's got to think that I'm a moron. I remember like going to Andrew and him being like, how'd it go? And me being like, it was terrible. Like, you know, I'd created so much drama around. I'm like, I think it, I I don't know. Created so much drama around what it, it was. It turns out it obviously wasn't that bad because that very person ended up being a one-on-one client that I worked with for well over a year. She did so many rounds of masterminds with me. She came to my first retreat. She's now in my Ignite and Grow Micromind. And it all came from that one conversation. And for both of us, putting ourselves out there in a new way. For her, she was like, there's a change I know I want to make in my life. Like I'm postpartum and I am just ready to feel better. I don't know what that looks like. But for her, she was like, habits, yes, I need help with that. And for me, it was like, okay, I'm putting myself out there. I know I have something to offer the world. I'm not 100% sure what it looks like. But habits is something that I understand really well. And I think I can help someone with it. And, you know, throughout, obviously, the past two and a half years, we have grown in so many different ways together. And, you know, she's had different realizations in her life and what intentionality looks like. And as a result, her work has changed and her family's changed and her priorities have changed. And obviously, in the past two and a half years, I, as a coach, have developed and grown and changed. But it all started with that that willingness to try something new and to make a decision to ultimately change the trajectory of both of our lives. You know, I think I could flip this around and share, you know, the story of how that conversation was a total domino effect that brought her into new spaces and communities and connected her with women that she really has leaned into over the past couple of years and has ultimately changed the trajectory of her family's life also. And so my takeaway from these stories in this conversation for you is, and yeah, it's really cliche, is you are one brave decision away from changing your entire life. I know I've referenced this on the podcast in the past, but it's like from, it's a quote from the We Bought a Zoo movie. It's like, all you are is 10 seconds of insane courage to change your life or something like that. But I feel like in my new office, I need to 
have that like printed or painted or like in one of those like custom glow neon light thing. I like, I for sure need one of those in here. Like that's the vibe, but it's so true. And it doesn't matter if that decision feels so insignificant because going back to the concept of the domino effect when it comes to goals and habits, it's like deciding to do one thing differently leads to the next, leads to the next, leads to the next. And so maybe it's incorporating water. Maybe it is going on a walk every day. Maybe it is putting yourself out there and signing up for something new or flying across the country for a retreat or a conference. Maybe it's sending an Instagram message. Like I can't tell you the number of people that I consider friends today that started with one of us reaching out to each other and saying, hey, this is kind of out of left field, but what do you think about this? Or what do you know about this? Or can we talk about that? And so many of those brave decisions where it was like, I don't know how this is going to turn out, kind of shaking in my boots, but I'm going to do it scared, have ultimately cultivated the reality I exist in in this moment. And I know that the decisions I make today and tomorrow and going forward are the ones that are going to impact my life six months from now or six years from now, ultimately your life in this moment is a culmination of the decisions you have made up until this point. Good, bad, indifferent, or otherwise, whether you're choosing them or not, whether you're going through life on autopilot and cruising through the motions, that's still a choice. Not making a decision or not making a choice is actually making a choice. So today you get to decide what kind of life do I want to be living? What kind of reality would I love to exist in? That dream life or that dream version of yourself is no further away than making one decision today that leads to tomorrow that leads to the next day. It's that concept of upward spiraling. You know, we we know what it looks like to downward spiral. One bad decision leads to another, then all of a sudden you're in a real dark place. But the same is true of the alternative. You can upward spiral just as easily with intentionality. You upward spiral on purpose, but you can upward spiral just as easily as the alternative. And so ultimately you get to decide today what that looks like. And it doesn't have to be grand to be important or meaningful or make a difference. Of course it can. Sometimes those big decisions like, come into ascend or something like that. Yeah. That's a way to to leap into a different existence and reality. But those small brave decisions are just as important. Our life is ultimately a culmination of the choices that we make and the way that we want to show up on a daily basis. So, I encourage you today and every day to consider what are those brave choices, decisions, steps, and habits that are going to ultimately curate the reality that you get to exist in? I've said it before and I've said it a million times. You get one precious life and you have the capacity to bring anything into it and create exactly the life and existence that was always meant for you. So 
Until next time, I am so seriously forever grateful for you. And if there's something in this episode that really spoke to you, I encourage you to pass it along to someone else who could really use this, whether they're going through a hard season or you know they're putting in the work to make some big changes, or maybe they're debating a really big decision, maybe a career change, going after a promotion, navigating their health, deciding on cross-country moves or big family changes. Send this along as a dose of encouragement that they're on the right track and growth exists outside of our comfort zone. And every single time that I have taken a really big leap of faith, it has always worked out exactly as it's meant to. Not to say it always works out the way I think it's going to. Sometimes big scary leaps create new things to navigate, but big scary things push us towards growth that ultimately brings us to where we're meant to be. So Life is not about the destination, but rather the journey. So let's make this journey just an incredible wild ride. Anyway, forever grateful for you and looking forward to talking again next week. Thanks for being here. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing Gathering Growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.